Hi, Logan. Hi. It's been a minute, hasn't it? I know it well, has. You know, we, we both got some busy lives and, you know, we're in hiatus. So we're, you know, we're taking it easy and, you know, yeah, we took, we took an extra week after the episodes to like digest everything, yeah. I guess. <laughs> and we felt like, you know, it, it's kind of, there's not necessarily anything else for us to talk about at the moment. So, you know, yeah. Well, it's not really. There's not really a rush to post yeah. this episode because we're as of today we still have like a week. Yeah, so it's week like from a, a little over a week. Yeah. So you know, um, this, this so. is your little appetizer before the shows come back. <laughs> yeah. Which, <sighs> uh, we're ge- we're getting like into the nitty gritty of the end mm-hmm. of the season at this point. Mm-hmm. Kind of shocking. I feel like. I, it hasn't gone fast, but I'm also kind of like, wow, we're coming up on 17 already. Yeah, I know. I know. It's but at the same crazy. time, it feels like forever ago since the fifth episode. I know. Because that episode is burned into my memory uh-huh. forever. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> like <laughs> we talked about like off camera, we talked a little about trauma bonding, which I guess we'll touch yeah. on later. But like, I feel like that's that's us. <laughs> a little bit. A bit. A <laughs> we bit. got the first four episodes and then episode five was like uh-uh, traumatic <laughs> <laughs> specifically episode five of fire not the other two yeah no no <laughs> <laughs> like they i think they re-aired five on nbc oh, yes, the other night yeah and i'm like no no okay. and my entire twitter timeline was like we don't talk about this episode <laughs> No, we really don't <laughs> oh. oh man I'm glad I can laugh about it now because it's important it's important. for a long time there was no oh. laughing about it <laughs> no none at all but so we're now our discussion today starts 10 episodes later mm-hmm. on episode 15 of each season mm-hmm so we'll go in airing mm-hmm. order, but we're gonna do like 15, 16 of each one. Mm-hmm. Just like I think last week, I think yeah. we did much, or last week, last episode. Last episode. So, <laughs> yeah, you, you know what I mean. You know I what do. I mean. I know what you mean. <laughs> um, so I guess we'll start with Med, mm-hmm. season seven, episode 15. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll go ahead. I've got the description and the title pulled up. So we'll, I'll just go ahead and okay. read that. So this episode was titled Things Meant to be Bent, Not Broken. Um, it's like a whole sentence. Um, <sighs> and the description is Scott suspects his patient may be a drug dealer. Halstead must decide how to spend his whistleblower settlement. Charles and Taylor help a patient who believes she's infested with parasites. Marcel and Blake are paired with an arrogant surgeon. <laughs> Flashbacks. <laughs> uh, I'm telling you, I don't understand. I mean, I think I do understand now what's happening with Med, but like, it's still we've we've had this at the time that this yeah at the time that this aired, it was like, what has happened to this show? <laughs> Yeah. And it had such like a strong beginning. Yeah. And then it slowly but surely 
no not slowly but surely suddenly dissolved back into the mess it was yeah which I'm kind of bummed about because I was really enjoying that it was you know I hate to I say was it, too. it was like that was that show we were kind of like eh, we'll watch it you know if we're gonna watch all the one Chicago Wednesday you kind of, you don't have to but like I wanted to do it and but I was like some year like for a lot of seasons previous to this one it was a struggle to sometimes put yourself yeah through those. <laughs> I mean and the, the thing that kept us going last season was uh Natalie and Crockett uh-huh. really uh-huh. um and then <laughs> that's over yeah. and then this season for like the first half it was like yeah. Will and Stevie or you know um Dylan you yeah. know it was like yeah. the new characters and uh-huh. um keeping us going mm-hmm. <laughs> and then the last couple of episodes it's been yeah a struggle mm-hmm. <laughs> um yeah so like for example in this episode I'm not sure where they're going with this Dylan thing it starts here and it'll continue next episode mm-hmm. but like is Dylan gonna be a cop or a doctor can he it, pick one I think Chicago Med's a little jealous of Chicago Fire with the fire <laughs> cop. So now they're one. Now they got a cop doc, doc cop. <laughs> I don't know what they're they're probably shopping around which name, but clearly for how much and we'll get to it in Chicago Fire when we talk about Chicago Fire. They've loved yeah. using that phrase the most now, I've ever heard it. This, for the this but season. it hasn't been in the show until like a couple episodes ago. So yeah. And now they're just using that phrase all the I time. Know. So, but now I think Chicago Meds jealous is that now they're doing, they're going to, they're going to shop it around a little bit of cop, doctor, doc, cop, whatever, whatever they want to use. And it, it's just like, I don't mind it, but I just want to know where this is going. Like, it just feels like a never ending storyline at this point. And I'm like, give us at least a start and a finish. Like, here's the thing. I think though, someone in the, in the fire department lends itself better to investigation. Mm -hmm than a doctor mm-hmm. because a doctor has has a few more you know rules mm-hmm. that they're supposed to follow um and I kind of if they're gonna do this I need it to be a thing where Dylan needs to choose mm-hmm. like he needs to either give up the cop thing or he needs mm-hmm. to go back to it mm-hmm. you know like he he stopped being a cop for a reason mm-hmm I think he needs to remember why that was. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so maybe that's where this is going. Mm-hmm. I don't know, but I, I do. The actress that's playing the undercover cop was on the newsroom, which is like one of my all-time favorite shows. So I saw her face and I, I got instantly like oh, yeah, a little happy. Has, I, I've loved her because she has, she got, she was on a fair amount of season one and I want to say season two of Roswell, New Mexico on CW. So love her on that too. So it's, I, was, I love seeing her. She was the the intern um, on the newsroom. Like it, I ever, I think pretty much everybody has seen the very first like big scene of the newsroom mm-hmm. where like the main character goes off about how America is not the greatest mm-hmm. country in the world anymore. Mm-hmm. She was the girl who asked the question. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, and then she came back and was on the show for like seasons two and three or something. So I, I loved her and I was mm-hmm. so excited to see her because- mm-hmm also um Stephen Weber and um Oliver have worked with mm-hmm. Aaron Sorkin as well so now I've got like mm-hmm. three Sorkin universe actors mm-hmm. on Chicago Med and I'm very mm-hmm. excited about it 
so the one thing i'm trying to get it hasn't been like confirmed though that this girl is like a like they've insinuated that lots of things of like she is a yeah this episode it was more implied it was yeah. like there was definitely something weird mm-hmm. but you didn't really know what and she had drugs and it was like why does she have drugs yeah and yeah it was a whole thing which I and then in the end like she shows this is the one where she shows up at dylan's apartment at the end mm-hmm. yeah and what i still didn't i didn't like i know dylan's not perfect i know that he nobody is but i didn't love seeing dylan cross that line like i've kind of come yeah. to expect dylan to be a little bit better and so for him to do like the illegal when, search in her bag yeah when maggie is chastising you for something uh-huh. Uh-huh. it's bad like uh-huh. Uh-huh. you always want to listen to maggie uh-huh. <laughs> um that's a lesson that everyone uh-huh. in the chicago universe should know by now uh-huh. <laughs> you, you always want to listen to maggie so uh-huh. I yeah that wasn't that wasn't his best no his best move um and I feel like that's why I feel like this has to be like a plot like this has to be something that's leading him down a road where he'll have to make a choice know. you know what I mean I, I, I it's gotta be I do but it, it's very out of the blue because in the first mm-hmm. half of the season he's so intent on like distinguishing himself from being a cop you know he still had a little bit of it mm-hmm. but that was in the context of being concerned for his patients mm-hmm. this was not that this was mm-hmm. him like trying to catch somebody with illegal stuff mm-hmm. you know and you're like mm-hmm. it's not really what you do now man mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. it just wasn't a good look i didn't know yeah. and i still love him don't get me wrong oh, yeah yeah he's still adorable and mm-hmm. i still love him if i were to go to med he is still the doctor that i'd want to be looking after me Mm-hmm. Unless I was being operated on and then it's crocking. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> that's, that's the way this is going to go. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I, I'm not feeling this plot. Mm-mm. And then um, the, oh, the girl that thought she was like infested with parasites. That made me like itchy. I felt so itchy. I did not like it. I uh-uh. thought it was, it was, I think, a really good storyline though. Because it you was. Know, it, it's a fair storyline. And once again, we get to see Dr. Charles shine as we love seeing him do. Oh, but even talking about it now makes me itchy and I don't like oh, it. Yeah. But, oh. Oh. Uh, but it was one of those, you know, situations we're accustomed to with Dr. Charles where like, mm-hmm. it's obviously something more than uh, a physical mm-hmm. condition. And so, mm-hmm. you know, he and a doctor work through it together. Mm-hmm. Um, and I actually really love when Dr. Charles and, um, and, and Dr. Taylor work together because it mm-hmm. gives me very much like Dr. Charles and Sarah Reese vibes. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, it's I don't like, know why, but it does. Well, it's like, you know, it's like the apprentice, the apprenticeship kind of, it's what the yeah. team is. Yeah, even like, though she's yeah. not like, and she's not like an attending, she's not, yeah. I mean, she is, she's not like an intern who's searching for her focus like yeah. Sarah was. Yeah she's definitely a doctor <laughs> mm-hmm. um but it still gives me those kind of vibes where she's mm-hmm. like trying to learn from him when she works with Absolutely. him even if that's not her specialty you know mm-hmm. um and I really I love it when they work together mm-hmm. um I miss Sarah Reese by the way I, know, and I hate the way they ended that her storyline and had her leave I hate you know, it forever <sighs> talk about it because we're still annoyed by it we don't talk about it for a reason because I will go off on a tangent and a mm-hmm. rant and I because they just they ruined her 
And did they have to ruin her no. relationship with Dr. Charles? No, no they but they did it anyway. Yep. I'm so mad. <laughs> Just like, so mad. Um, yeah. And then, of course, we have Crockett and Blake, which <laughs> we're, we're, none of us are like over the moon about it. No. I, I mean, nope. they're okay, but like, I'm not both, like. They're both attractive, yes. Yeah. But. I, yeah <laughs> it's just not really something i'm i'm all in for yeah. although this whole plot with this doctor was weird was yeah. it not weird no it was very there was weird. headbutting <laughs> yeah, it was just very right. weird and random and it's you know i'm sorry crockett's been at the hospital for how long now and this guy's acting like he's brand new and i yeah, there's just a lot of questions and it's I think I would have even said in like our pod squad chat of like did this Australian kind of doctor have a thing with Blake previously and that it kind of like had that did? vibe like, like it kind of had that jealousy vibe to it and I, yeah. uh, it was and I weird just, I'm still just very confused by the whole thing and we haven't and we'll get into that because we, we he's not mentioned again and so I'm nope. just, I'm very confused. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I also think it's funny, and I think I sent this to the Pod Squad group chat the night the episode aired. The men on this show have more cat fights no. than I mean. There's more throwdowns in this hospital between the male doctors. I know. I, I don't. Under, most shows, it's the women that do that. Mm-hmm. You know, like they have the women in these like catty situations mm-hmm. where they're at each other's throats mm-hmm. and there's rivalries. Mm-hmm. So I can at least appreciate that on Med. Mm-hmm. It's the men, oh, yeah. <laughs> not the women. Yeah. But also, can we stop? Mm-hmm. <laughs> do we have to have a fight in in the mm-hmm. hospital every season? Yeah. The I, I was gonna. Does it always have to involve Crockett? <laughs> I, it does not. But I was just like, you better not cause a scar on that man's face because I was no. gonna riot if his that face is too pretty it's no. too pretty for mm-hmm. that <laughs> but yeah that was sort of weird I'm, I'm gonna this season has had more like laugh out loud moments for me with Crockett's yeah. plot like the whole cliffhanger with like the daughter walking in on I, I cackled I cackled no I'm just, even... I'm just still really irritated because I felt like we were promised in I think it was a TV guide article of a, of a Will Halstead and a Crockett friendship we have gotten none no, of that yeah they did kind of tease that. of that they acted like they were gonna be friends and there was really just that one episode no. where they had a moment of like mutual understanding like, no that's it that that is not friendship that's no indifference like in liking and your really, colleague if you think about it we don't get any real moments of friendship between these no. doctors anymore not really I mean, we had some with Will and Stevie because that was obviously being set up for a ship. Well, I mean, we've gotten like little bits, like obviously with Will and Maggie a bit more this season, which I do love. And I mean, always yeah. Dr. Charles that, and Sharon. And then Dr. But, Charles and Sharon. But and that's it. That's about it. That's it. Like we used to see them. I mean, we had the Christmas party this year, mm-hmm. but we used to see them like at Molly's and stuff. Mm-hmm. And, and they're, mm-hmm. you know, we see them at Molly's. Like I think Dylan has been in Molly's and yeah. There's been a couple people at Molly's, but they never show us them there mm-hmm. for that long. And I kind of miss mm-hmm. like the camaraderie between the doctors and like them making plans together and going mm-hmm. out and, you know, like you hear them talk about the plans and mm-hmm. kind of miss that. I don't, mm-hmm. We don't really have that a whole lot anymore because they have their plots. Like they've got them sort of zoned 
you know and they do mix up the doctors which I like I like that they Mm -hmm. you know have them working with different people every week Mm -hmm. but I just want a little more of the personal touch Mm -hmm. a little Mm -hmm. bit a little bit more Um, it's not like PD where I feel like we need a lot more of the personal touch Mm -hmm. (laughs) um just a little more Mm -hmm. And then uh, the last thing here, I felt so bad for Will in this episode. I, was, um, I know when but, I was live tweeting, I was making many gold digger jokes and I was not mad about it. Well, I mean, he has, okay. So the, he, the whistleblower settlement is like a reward for being a whistleblower, which he and Sharon both got. Mm-hmm. Sharon donated. It was, a, what, it was a, what, a million? Like a million dollars. Yeah. And Sharon yeah. donated like all of hers. Mm-hmm. But Sharon is in a very different financial place than Will. Uh-huh. And so like uh-huh. the scene where he walks in and they tell him about the reward and they're like, no pressure, but, yeah, and, and he, then they proceed to exert all the pressure. Which, yeah, I was like, was just, you felt so bad for Will because he's like, oh, reward money. Yay. Like he realizes. And then they're oh. immediately like, oh, you should donate it. Cause it's a good PR move. And he's like, but medical school bills. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I feel you, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if mm-hmm. somebody had said you get a you get a million dollars, I may donate some of that. Mm-hmm. But like, I got bills. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I got things I need mm-hmm. to do. <laughs> and if it would make my life easier, and I went through all of this crap, mm-hmm. I, I feel like it's deserved. Like he went through a lot of bullshit mm-hmm. <laughs> for the vascom thing oh i mean like a lot (laughs) so much so i don't really blame him for wanting to keep it and i felt bad that everybody else was like you should donate it Mm -hmm. and i he i i didn't like that he got mad at goodwin because it wasn't really her fault no that i i was not a fan of that because i'm like they were just in a good place finally with will doing all that like undercover stuff and i'm like right did we need to I don't think and, so. you know that it, she wasn't the one that exerted the pressure it was everybody else um so I didn't really like that he got mad at her but mm-hmm. I you know <laughs> it is what it is it's mm-hmm. it's will <laughs> mm-hmm. it's always like two steps forward one step back mm-hmm. with him mm-hmm. um so I don't know I, I guess his growth with with Stevie where he kind of backed off and, and mm-hmm. acknowledged that she gets to make her own choices mm-hmm. was was our two steps forward <laughs> mm-hmm. and then him blaming Sharon was one step back <laughs> yeah and it, what I still am like cackling about that episode in particular was like the camaraderie that was happening between Archer and Will a little bit and I was just like huh I I don't know what they're huh? doing with Archer now like I, I'm I, I don't I'm, I'm really confused, confused yeah. because obviously last season Archer had a very specific role he was like mm-hmm. the villain mm-hmm. and so like I expected more of that this season but they've sort of waffled him enough mm-hmm. to where like I don't I don't know how I feel about him anymore yeah <laughs> like it's just general confusion general it confusion. is it's not like I like him because I'm not there yet Mm-mm. but I don't hate him anymore like I, mm-hmm. I don't love him but I'm not fond of him yeah you know it's like this weird I mean no offense uh, Logan though I'm still gonna hold it against him though of the morally gray area of telling somebody that basically him taking somebody's organs because he confessed to murder so oh no I mean that's he does yeah. like some some like yeah. really sketchy shit like I'm not yeah. I'm not saying he doesn't yeah but 
they do a good job of like giving yeah. him enough of a reason that you're yeah. like wait True. it is it bad it is mm-hmm. bad but like is it mm-hmm. bad <laughs> you know like mm-hmm. they, they do a good job when they're writing it mm-hmm. of like having him cross the line without blowing past the line mm-hmm. which is like a delicate kind of balance there mm-hmm. And I still don't know if he sabotaged Ethan or if he legitimately thought Ethan could handle it. I don't know. With, with I'm telling. See, with this him, is what I'm I saying. This is the thing. This is the thing that I they do, know. where they're like, they they don't they keep him ambivalent enough, mm-hmm. or like mm-hmm. his his he's neutral enough that mm-hmm. you're like, are you a bad guy or are you just mm-hmm. like really yeah. selfish? Yeah, I don't understand. <laughs> I, I don't I don't know what they're doing with him now yeah. <laughs> and they just announced like deadline just released that article where he's coming back next season full time so now I'm like well now they got to really find something for him to do okay like can we make a hope for maybe next season is when they do like that I'd be I'm still wanting that like civil war in the ER to happen yeah I'm gonna cross my fingers because I these shows have led us down with these civil wars mm-hmm. so many the only show that's ever really done it is fire and that was in season one because it was like when Savasi was not getting oh, along yeah. so like that but that's the only time that any mm-hmm. of the shows has ever really Otherwise, done it have you, I probably I think I've said this before in, on our previous podcast it's been more civil whimpers really yeah. than anything yeah like there was a little bit you know when PD first started, where like Antonio yeah. was the good cop and Voight was yeah. the bad cop, and, but then eventually Antonio was just like, "Ah, eh, Voight gonna Voight." And you're yeah. like, "Pretty what? much, pretty much." I don't understand what <laughs> you put him in jail, mm-hmm. <laughs> huh? <laughs> yeah, <sighs> yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> the only show that has ever had like real true villains mm-hmm. is Fire. Yeah. <laughs> and a few times on pd you know like there's some mm-hmm. people we can think of that were like villain villains but like mm-hmm. fire has had more of them <laughs> mm-hmm. and they're very clear when they're a villain like <laughs> mm-hmm. i don't know i kind of wish med would do some of that like give me a character that i can like really hate yeah no i agree and that's i want it to be archer i just do yeah i, I mean I, I think they need like a like a villain mm-hmm. like a real well, villain they're even with dr shentu now they're making yeah. him likable <laughs> he's dating Vanessa, Vanessa. <laughs> I'm like, like what yeah great I don't, what? <laughs> give me somebody I can like really sink my teeth into hating mm-hmm. that's what I want <laughs> mm-hmm. no, I agree I agree um but yeah and that's basically that episode mm-hmm. um that was 15 and then 16 is trying to here we go mm-hmm. so again we have a sentence for a title um <laughs> may your choices reflect hope not fear mm-hmm. i really just feel like they're they're stretching these titles yeah i like <laughs> they've they committed to the bit and they're not giving it up i mean that you don't need the not fear you just need that to make it seven words mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I you know I don't that's fine um and the description is Halstead helps a patient with long-haul COVID-19 symptom symptoms Taylor reflects on her dating life when she learns that a patient's daughter is having an arranged marriage and a new family is born out of tragedy 
Oh, so I didn't get to watch this episode live. Mm-hmm. And one of my friends texted me. She was like, uh, Crockett is going to break your heart this episode. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh no. And yeah. then I saw the episode and I was crying. I mean, mm-hmm. like, so was I crying. Mm-hmm. Um, I love Crockett. And these are the kind of plots that I love for him. Mm-hmm. Not, I mean, not that I want him to be sad all the time, but like, but I, I want to see him vulnerable and like vulnerable and still getting to know and understand more about his past. Yes. Because yes. he's, he's been on the show for several seasons now. Like, yeah, give us more. We want to know more. Like, I, I love him so much. Mm-hmm. Um, I, yeah, this is a phenomenal, phenomenal episode for him. Um, mm-hmm. Even with the Blake stuff, like I didn't mind it so much because it yeah. was such a clear focus on Crockett and like well, and- his experiences and the way he sympathized with the families. And- oh, exactly. But it wasn't like so there was good. this unnecessary flirting for flirting sake that they were trying to make happen True. on the show. True. Like I'm sorry, yeah. like you said, it was plotline of him trying to help I- out this baby. I did like them at the end um you know when they're I I I actually did like that moment I still I'm not totally sold on them as a ship but I liked him opening up to her yeah I mean and I like them having that yeah right that sweet sort of moment up on the the fake terrace (laughs) the fake roof Mm -hmm. um you know I I I thought that although it did remind me a little too much of Natalie and Crockett Mm -hmm. because they had the exact Mm -hmm. same blocking and staging and that Mm kind of got to me a little Mm -hmm. bit because it was like gosh dang it um, <laughs> you know well after this we'll go and cleanse our palettes later we can go watch natalie crockett see on <laughs> he had such good chemistry and i'm so sad about it um anyway but i and plus the two cases that he was involved in were so sad oh that I, was that was oh heartbreaking to you know we, we first got the glimpse of you know just like the, the these very young sweet parents who you know like very young they didn't detail their age very but like very young teenage like maybe seven I mean, year old parents like I think I, I don't know I think they were in their early 20s okay, I don't well, think they were teenagers they okay. looked like they were maybe college age okay so it's still young parents very young yeah parents. still very and, very young for first-time parents and like they were clearly caring for their daughter so they brought her into the yard and they like very quickly found out like what was it like her like bat- her in intestines? her intestines were like dead basically yeah and like, it, they and were and obviously like it was the- like it was kind of like she had a flesh-eating bacteria like yeah. in her stomach oh, that yeah. like killed yeah. the it killed the organs mm-hmm. so like she needed new organs which I can imagine with a baby well and that was the whole thing of like <sighs> obviously it when you're an adult you can get it from other people like of most ages no, when you're no. a baby you can't it has to come from unfortunately a, a very similar size source which is the baby and it's just like so what it, that that's not going to happen that often no. very sad especially a baby that small I mean that baby was oh. what like she was just a few weeks old yeah, right like 20 days like 20 days I thought or something so really like really tiny newborn mm-hmm. baby um so that was that was like what we started the episode yeah on. and oh that hurt and then you have the car accident victims that come in and you know they're both both victims are brain dead except the Mm -hmm. wife is pregnant Mm -hmm. then you bring in the grandparents oh that just it hurts Uh they were just looking 
for any answer that told them that this baby was oh gonna survive and then any. like the the scene where they're so desperate to believe that the baby's gonna make it somehow mm-hmm. just like ugh. I know I it was so painful to watch because you know obviously we have the perspective of the doctors when you're watching the show mm-hmm. so you know that's not gonna happen but at the same time, those two people had lost so much already. You can mm-hmm. understand why they would just want to cling mm-hmm. to that hope. Mm-hmm. And it's so sad. It was so sad. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was glad for once in this episode, the plot wasn't, we got to convince these people to donate because mm-hmm. it was like the two, the parents were already mm-hmm. organ donors. That wasn't a question, mm-hmm. you know, and the the grandparents were like, well, the parents believed this, so they would Mm -hmm. want this if this has to happen Mm -hmm. they would want this um so like that was and I loved like the ending where they commented on like the new family and yeah it's nice to think that's what broke me because I know oh my god it's for like a a new family being formed and it's just like you know you kind of got the sense that these very young parents didn't have other family and for no. you know and so they, I mean I think they said that because they were like do you have anybody that yeah. you know we we want you to that you want us to call and they're mm-hmm. like no we don't have anybody here so like this like immediately you know your brain starts to imagine like mm-hmm. these grandparents are going to adopt this young couple and sort of take them under their wing and mm-hmm. and it's just so beautiful even mm-hmm. in like really tragic events that like something can bring people together mm-hmm. and Again, we have a theme this episode, I guess, of trauma bonding. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. <laughs> because that's what that is. Um, yeah. <clears throat> so that was like a really beautiful plot. Mm-hmm. And it was well performed by everybody involved in it. I mean, mm-hmm. I loved the scene where Crockett basically asked Pamela, he's like, I need, I need to take the lead on this. Mm-hmm. Like, I need to do this. Mm-hmm. Well, and she's like, you've, you've never done this before. And he's like, I know, I, I need to mm-hmm. do it. Um, and- and I, was, I think I tweeted about it too it's where I know it's, it's obviously isn't a one-for-one case of like Crockett losing his daughter but of realizing he could do something for this child he he wanted to do it no matter what because he couldn't help his daughter and it was just yeah. like oh yeah. no it was it was good it was for <clears throat> quality content for Crockett I'm never yeah. I'm always going to enjoy that and that's been lacking this season mm-hmm. so that was like really mm-hmm. nice um, to see some last season Crockett <laughs> finally mm-hmm. 16 episodes in um, mm-hmm. you know that was that was really great um, and then oh oh the um, I thought this was really interesting the COVID plot Halstead's plot mm-hmm. with the patient they found out he had it was like a, a pocket like a like a cyst I guess yeah just like some area where it was like there was just a where, like bacteria was just festering and it kept like regrowing and and it was from covid yeah like internal damage from covid mm-hmm. and you know I, I love that med does these plots that's like you know mm-hmm. covid is not a one and done <laughs> mm-hmm. um because i feel like so much of the news coverage is like um you know so many people recovering from covid or so many mm-hmm. people had covid and they're back to work right? and you're mm-hmm. like but COVID is scary because all of these complications can come from Mm -hmm. it Mm -hmm. and so I love when they do these plots where they showcase like how just because you get COVID and maybe someone or you or someone you know has mild symptoms Mm -hmm. does not mean that is always going to be the case Mm -hmm. 
Uh, yeah, which points out why it's important mm-hmm. to mask up and uh, get the jabs mm-hmm. whenever they tell you to get the jabs. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, uh, I mean, this plot, it was really, that felt so bad for this guy. Mm-hmm. Well, because like you said, if he had done everything by the book and he still ended up getting sick. Yeah. And he, could, he hadn't met his nephew in person, like oh. as an aunt who has nieces and nephews, mm-hmm. that would kill me. Like mm-hmm. I can't, especially when they're small, because when they're small, like time is so precious and mm-hmm. like, like I'm about to cry thinking about it, mm-hmm. like thinking about my niece and nephew when they were tiny and like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's not time you can get back. No. Um, so like. You know, that was really like, that really got me. That got mm-hmm. me a lot. Um, mm-hmm. And then I felt bad for that other doctor that was just trying to like help him be comfortable. You know, he didn't want to do the the scan. Like he didn't mm-hmm. want to do that. And the guy was like, well, maybe we can avoid it. And then he got worse. And I felt bad because he was just trying to like save him some discomfort. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was, like it totally backfired. Mm-hmm. I felt bad about that. Um, but I did, I did like that plot overall. I thought that was great. And this was also the one where Will was like debating buying the apartment building. Of which we finally got a J, a like J mention. J mention. <laughs> and I was like, hallelujah. He does remember he has a brother. In one episode, we got a J and an Atwater reference. I know. No. <laughs> and I was just like, finally. He, no mention of him knowing that Jay's married though. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> but at least we, we know that the brothers still talk. <laughs> exactly. And we and I, you know, I'm proud of Will for actually taking Jay's advice and end up buying that property or building, yeah. whatever. Uh, is he gonna be like the landlord or is he gonna hire somebody or like what I, I wanna that know? That's a this fair is question. Work. That's a, that's a fair question. I'm just trying to imagine Will as like a landlord and it's just not working for me. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's just I can't I can't see him like being a landlord mm-hmm. like the guy that you complain to when your disposal and your sink isn't working or <laughs> I also could see Will as being like I can fix it no problem oh and... lord making it worse <laughs> yep because yep. he's a doctor not a plumber <laughs> not a plumber <laughs> um let's see Oh, and then this was the one also with the um, arranged the, marriage. Yeah, the arranged marriage plot, which, mm-hmm. oh man, I felt so bad for that mom. Like, can you imagine the pressure of picking your lot. child's spouse, the person that they're going to be married to for who knows how long, like, mm-hmm. especially in that culture, because, you know, arranged marriage is, is a, I've been mm-hmm. reading some books and I don't know if I'm pronouncing this right, but about like Desi culture and, mm-hmm. and I've uh, like, some of the rom-coms that I'm reading I hate calling them that but I'm gonna because that's what everybody calls them mm-hmm. are the characters are f- a part of that culture mm-hmm. and so like it's really interesting reading about it when you're not a part of it and mm-hmm. it is a very big thing um for that culture it's it's like a tradition um so most of the books that I read though are about people who who don't like the tradition mm-hmm. <laughs> and kind of want to avoid it but this was a young woman who um who does yeah, want which, to be a part of it uh-huh which it's which, that was a, I was surprised by but it was like it was a nice refreshing take on it so it wasn't just like that 
it's yeah. not like it's an overdone trope. It it absolutely. I mean, it, it's still there's a reason it's used in so many books and TV shows. It makes because it, yeah. it is a good storyline. But it was just still really interesting to see how it played out, and you know, it was still very much hard for this mother because she had it. She had clearly never told her daughter that she actually wasn't happy with her arranged marriage. Yeah, and it, it <clears throat> but that the daughter still wanted to stick through with it. It was just it was like it was heartwarming, and it was just also just kind of like. She, I think if she had told her daughter the truth the whole time, she still, she would have been fine, but like, she still mm-hmm. likely would have gone through with it. Yeah. I, I mean, I think I, I liked that it was more about the mom being concerned for the mm-hmm. daughter because most of like the media that I've seen that in that trope in it's, it's the mom that's pressuring the child oh, into it. Absolutely. And this was sort of the other way around where it was like the daughter wanted it the mom mm-hmm. did not mm-hmm. um <clears throat> so i really liked that but i also really liked the the way it like it strengthened their like bond mm-hmm. at the end in mm-hmm. the end of everything um that was really sweet the fact that you know she told her daughter that and the daughter was not like upset the daughter was just totally empathetic and mm-hmm. I, I mean I, I really liked that um well, and I also I that enjoyed great. that, you know, with that case being not, I hadn't say straightforward because it obviously was a mix of like being a little psychological at the end of it too, because she was clearly having symptoms, but it was really more her brain kind of picking up on it. Then I love that it kind of opened up like some more of the romantic storylines for, you know, Dr. Charles and Vanessa a little bit more. True. It did, and so yeah. I was, it was, it was interesting to see once, once again, them be paired on a case. And, you know, at the end of it, it was like, Dr. Charles was going on a date with his former psychiatrist. He bought her chocolate. That yeah, was cute. Was adorable. I, I love it. Very much. A little old-fashioned romance. Mm-hmm. And I was, you know, uh, I was also just very yeah. happy for Vanessa too. Of like, maybe Dr. Shantu's going to grow on me. I don't know, but you know, there if she wants to give him a chance, I'll, I fully will like, a, like her. a real chance. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, like a, a real be truly invested in it. Yeah. For a, yeah, I, I mean, I think that's it was very interesting to like see how those two characters sort of internalized what mm-hmm. they learned from it yeah that was really interesting um <clears throat> yeah i mean so that was basically well we didn't mention- well there was dylan oh yeah that's still dylan's case of the yeah but that he made a big mistake this episode though like the the guy yeah. that didn't at first didn't want the surgery and dylan like talked him into it and then she came to the hospital and told him talked like, no, nah, this guy is my informant. I need him on the street. And then Dylan like talked him out of it for her. And I'm like, Dylan. Dylan, you took a Hippocratic oath. Is it Hippocratic oath? Yeah, I think that's what it is. <laughs> there's, I, there's, I know, like, I can't remember what it, but it's you, you, definitely you, like, do no harm, Dylan. Yeah, you, you, you know what? Why, why, Dylan? No. Why? Because you You're, you're making a... some will-sized mistakes here, buddy. Because you're trying to be a cop dot cop cop doc i we'll still figure out the name we'll figure out the name i don't know i feel like it should be doc cop because it's fire cop so doc cop okay i'm good with that yeah i think that's the way that's what we should do okay but anyway yeah yeah it it just like uh, i winced like it was like one of those face palm moments where you're like Mm -hmm. dude you're gonna regret this and we all know you're gonna regret it Mm -hmm. and lo and behold he regretted it <laughs> like I uh, I guess since you know Will is growing we need a new Will like, I don't want it to be Dylan I don't either 
But I feel like that's where we are now. Dylan's too smart for this. He is. Uh, is he though? I don't know. Maybe I've been blinded. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, maybe we have because, you know, we loved him so much early on. Mm-hmm. But it's, he's really making some like mistakes that are, are like will level dumb, mm-hmm. you know? So, so we forgot the one mention of we saw her name the actress's name at the beginning oh, of the that's episode right. hannah asher hannah asher's back i am not excited about this i mean listen here's the thing i had stevie i had dr stevie hammer for so yeah. many episodes and i loved her so much it was such an upgrade from mm-hmm. hannah asher and 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 now we're back mm-hmm to hannah and asher <laughs> and i mean it's i i have mixed feelings because it's hard because like you know she's clean she's doing great good for her but i'm kind of feeling like i'm fighting with archer of like is this a good idea yeah I, 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 here's the thing she annoyed me so much <laughs> last season mm-hmm. or was it the season before last when was she on the show no <laughs> whenever she was she had COVID. She had, or That's, we thought she had. No, COVID. she didn't have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She Beginning, she, COVID, she was in the back of the ambulance, but it wasn't yeah. COVID. It was yeah, yeah. Uh, she she got on my nerves so so bad. Like I I I wanted to have sympathy for her when she was a character on the show, but I just didn't. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I, so I don't I don't know. I don't know how I feel about this. Yeah, let's just see it play out, and I just. I want Will to not do anything with her. Like I want Stevie back. I want Stevie back, and like I, Will, he can be good acquaintances with her if that's what he wants. Just Will, I really need Will to not sleep with her. Really don't. <laughs> Please, no. Let's not go back there. He's been doing real good. Oh, let's. Can we just not? Let's have them like reconnect as friends. Yeah, I'm. I'm cool. Let's with that. let's do that. I, yeah. I really don't. I don't want to go back to Will and Asher. Please don't mm-hmm. make me. Mm-hmm. Please, I'm already mm-hmm. having to deal with Crockett and Blake. Mm-hmm. Don't make me have to deal with Will and Asher too. Correct. Correct. <laughs> Please, I beg you. I beg you. It's already gonna. It's already gonna be tough enough to ask me to like like her, to mm-hmm. root for her. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so uh, let's work on that first. Get get me you know behind her being mm-hmm. on the show. Mm-hmm. And and then we'll see what happens from there. <laughs> Speaking of Stevie, we talked about this a little before we were recording. Um, it it kind of just feels like she dropped off the face of the earth on the show. Yeah, and that was weird. But now we kind of know why. I don't know since she posted it. I think we could probably mention oh. it. Oh yeah, she posted a picture of her like pregnant belly. Kristen Hager did, uh-huh. which I'm very happy for her. That's so great. But that's obviously why she left. Um, so I, there's been no deadline article saying like Mm-mm. she's gone, gone. So we're assuming she's and, coming back. Yeah. So we're still crossing our fingers, knocking on wood, but you know, it's just yeah. weird to see how it plays out, but we just, we already can very clearly I, easily tell she's missed because yeah. the, the chaotic storylines are just not my favorite. Right. So. I don't think she's coming back this season. Like, I think she's probably yeah. gone for the remainder of the season. I mean, I mean, I could be wrong. She could come back mm-hmm. for like the last few episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I definitely think we won't see her again for, mm-hmm. for a while. Um, mm-hmm. um, but I, I do, I do think we'll see her again, but I've seen anything saying she's like, 
gone, gone. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, cross your fingers mm-hmm. because I love her. She's my girl mm-hmm. and I, mm-hmm. I need her back. This show made me fall in love with her and they can't like take her away from me now. <laughs> we need the hammer back. We're like, we need her back. I, I need her. Mm-hmm. She was like, I, I, I'm serious. She became like my, my favorite. Um, mm-hmm. and, and it feels weird. Even though she's new, it feels weird mm-hmm. that she's not on the show anymore, which is a credit mm-hmm. to Kristen Hager mm-hmm. to get me like so invested in someone that the show feels off, even though mm-hmm. she's only been on the show for not even a whole episodes. season. Yeah, less than 20 episodes. So yeah, so I miss her. Please come back. <laughs> I've already lost Matt Casey. No, don't, I know. Don't don't make me lose you too. <laughs> Please come back. Oh, oh God. well. Yeah. So that that was mid. <laughs> yes, it was. And so now we get to move on to Chicago Fire. Yay! So now we discussed Chicago Med. Now it's on to Fire. And over the course of these two episodes, some things definitely happened, I would say. <laughs> some some things. Many yes. Things. <laughs> some some things. Some some big things. Mm-hmm. Especially in this first one that we're gonna talk about. Mm-hmm. <laughs> do you want to do the title and yep. description for it? Yep. So uh season 10, episode 15 called The Missing Piece. It's that uh following an injury in the aftermath of an industrial fire. Severin and Seeger work together to investigate an anonymous tip. And you can tell how excited I am. Kids are, and kid searches for the right person to fill the open spot on truck 81. Because now she's lieutenant and she gets to make those decisions. Yeah. Um, so obviously the <laughs> big thing in this episode was again Severide and Seeger. I <laughs> why? <laughs> you, like one episode. Nothing against Andy Allo. No, I mean, but she, once again, we, we reiterate she does such a good job of like I think it's all just known. You're not meant to kind of like some of that, so she does it that well that everybody just has that kind of feeling. So, and it's one thing if it's one episode for like once every long couple episodes, but to do this second episode like a two weeks in a row like two weeks in a row of severide and seeger mm, i'm no good i'm i'm good thank you why 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 no why? Ooh, no. <laughs> just not needed no i yeah <laughs> um so basically you know she is the one involved in the accident um of which, and so can i still say how did she get like almost nothing ha- like obviously she had some stuff. yeah she was buried under all that stuff and like nothing happened <laughs> you fell down with stairs like collapsed on top of you nothing. like not a broken <laughs> leg not a sprint not no a scratch need- on her nothing like, yeah yeah that was a little like really yeah um <laughs> but that's what happened <laughs> so then they investigate like how that happened because it seems like ofi was targeted Mm-hmm. and so that's a very like case-centric thing that mm-hmm. honestly wasn't very exciting to me um but you know, they mentioned fire cop again which yeah they did i think it was was it Bowden that said it this I time it was Cruz. i thought it was Cruz. i thought oh that. it was Cruz. that's yeah. right Bowden said it at some point though yeah. was it next episode i kind of I don't know, maybe i maybe it was next it episode it because she was 
I mean, maybe, but they've both said it at some point. Um, so the show's like bringing it up a lot, mm-hmm. which is not because we haven't heard it before this season and like we've been saying it forever Mm -hmm. (laughs) so Mm -hmm. that's just kind of funny um anyway so that was that plot and that was just turned out to be like the dad of a kid who was like a convicted of an arson or accused of an arson or something who had his life Um, ruined by OFI yeah not really because I'm sorry if he did a crime he deserves to pay for it yeah you know I mean it was a revenge plot and that's Mm -hmm. really like all that you need to know about that well and also as once again I was just so tired of the need to still have Seeger make like get give give separate (laughs) looks I'm like we've covered this even in the last episode We've covered it. It's done with. Let's stop yeah. it. I'm good. No, I we need to put an end to that. Like that mm-hmm. should just not be a thing that happens anymore. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. He's engaged. Like mm-hmm. it's I mean, you know, I get that you kind of can't help who you have feelings for, but like mm-hmm. that's enough. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the line is here and we are done. Mm-hmm. Um yeah. So that was that plot. But then um there was also well, let's talk about kids plot first because mm-hmm. I feel like the two kind of link together. So mm-hmm. obviously this is like our first real Lieutenant kid episode, mm-hmm. um, which is amazing. Mm-hmm. So like she's trying different people with truck to try and figure out like who is going to take the open spot. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is the episode with like the really enthusiastic girl first, right? Or was that last yeah. one? No, it was, no, that was, no. It was this one where like, she's basically Gallo (laughs) and and Gallo was very offended by that. Well, cause it was, that was, it was Mount's, Mount's categories of firefighter. And it was just, it was like, right. Oh yeah. She's definitely a Gallo. That's definitely. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Which I love that whole conversation and how like amused by that everyone was, except Mm -hmm. for Gallo who was very Mm -hmm. offended. Um, Mm -hmm. (laughs) But she was, she was basically a female Gallo, like. Mm For real, she was. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so that didn't quite work out because, you know, it yeah, truck is hard enough with one gallo. We really Ooh, don't need absolutely. to. As much as I would have loved a female firefighter in that spot, it, no. <laughs> well, even at times um, where she still felt a little show-offy, like even, I mean, gallo, he definitely did a little bit of that, but it still usually came from a good place. She still felt like she just liked to show off. Yeah. She more. felt very like early Gallo. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and, then, uh, and then Herman talks to her about, you know, letting Mason, who, if you guys remember, um, was the, the young guy who was the natural born firefighter, but he has a record. And so he couldn't work in Chicago. So they got him a job um, in Minnesota. Minnesota. I don't know, somewhere, like somewhere, Minnesota. somewhere that's not Chicago. <laughs> yeah. um, anyways, but Herman's kept in touch with him. And so like he talks kid into letting him ride along. And then at the same time, she's trying out another new person. So we've got Mason and this other new guy mm-hmm. on truck at the same time. And uh, Stella kind of struggles with this. And, and I love that she does because it's, it shows like how, how seriously she takes that open Mm -hmm. spot 
um because she could have just said okay herman says mason's good we'll go with that but she's like no i i need to like really dig into this and like turn over every stone and kind of really try people out and so i love that she does that and the guy that comes in seems really capable you know he seems highly trained he moves fast they did drills and he was like the best guy doing the drills mm-hmm. but like still something he didn't quite fit well he was he's very no nonsense he was very no nonsense yeah. and I'm not sorry. a jokey not a yeah. jokey jokey you don't guy. have to joke 24 7 at this firehouse but you gotta have some fun and he is just very by the book like and it's just like it, it just doesn't work it doesn't work hmm. yeah it's, yeah it's, um like casey was a pretty straight laced guy but like oh, yeah even yeah. he <laughs> had yeah. some fun you know um so yeah but they go on a call um and mason actually spots something first that the other guy misses mm-hmm. and you know mason could have been very braggy about that like he could have said you know like i i spotted that you didn't like mm-hmm. yeah i'm the best you know he could have been a showboat mm-hmm. uh he was not he actually was sitting with the guy and like telling him you know like it's okay you know every now and then we're all gonna miss something um you know if I didn't spot it kid would have somebody else would have it's okay you're human Mm -hmm. um which was really great (laughs) I love him so much he's such like a a pure little cinnamon roll um I I like it I'm I'm a mason stan already and we've only I I love him so much (laughs) um so you know kid overhears that but also what plays into this and this is the other thing um this episode was sort of sylvie's send-off for now mm-hmm. um i think they have come out and said that she kara will be back kara mm-hmm. kilmer will be back but mm-hmm. we don't exactly know when or yeah. in what capacity right now but she will mm-hmm. be back but um <laughs> So I think this kind of confirms what we've all sort of been suspecting watching the episodes that Kara Kilmer is pregnant. Um, she hasn't posted about it, which honestly, I wouldn't either. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to put that out there because this fandom can be intense. Mm-hmm. But she's going to be gone for a while. And so because she's going to be gone for a while, um, they had to come up with a reason for Sylvie to be gone. And of course, they've laid the groundwork with this long distance relationship already. Mm-hmm um sylvie starts the episode like so excited and it made me so very happy that she was like she and casey are gonna have this facetime call and she was so excited about it and then you know Mm -hmm. we see her when she gets off the call and she's like crying and this show scared the crap out of me for a second because i was like ain't no way they're breaking them up no like that's not happening you're not gonna mess with bretzy now no 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 (laughs) i I am on a knife's edge okay like you Mm -hmm. cannot Mm -hmm. i I will lose it (laughs) i I was like really scared for like a split second and then stella came in and like the violet and stella and brett talked about it and and she Mm -hmm. just like missed him Mm -hmm. and she was just like hit with it when they finished their facetime call and it really like i miss him too sylvie i get Mm -hmm. it i totally get it Mm -hmm. i think we all feel that way we're all like we're we're with you we miss him Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's something Sylvie struggles with the whole episode. We also got some Hakami crumbs, which were really, really wonderful Hakami mm-hmm. crumbs. Mm-hmm. Apparently, uh, Violet has called Evan Chief in bed mm-hmm. at least it's, once. I mean, 
it's not like I, it, there's certain points with what the writers seem to be doing with Hakami that they it, it feels at times that they're pulling directly from like fanfic and I'm not mad about it at all <laughs> I'm really not mad I'm not it does it does feel like that not gonna lie if you've read any Hakami fics like it for real it feels like mm -hmm. they are are leaning on fanfic a little bit which is fine mm -hmm. by me uh, <laughs> but we got some crumbs which was really cute um anyways that was part of it <laughs> but Sylvie struggles with that for the rest of the episode and eventually she comes to the conclusion that she's got to go and spend some real time mm -hmm. with Matt and mm -hmm. she gives a little speech about Matt and Stella's mm -hmm. there to hear it about how like she misses him because he's like he's strong and warm but at the mm -hmm. same time reassuring and he's really good at making people feel like everything's going to be okay mm -hmm. um and he's really sweet and you can see like how much she loves him in that mm -hmm. speech so like as a Bretzy shipper it was like oh mm -hmm. my heart I miss them so much and like just to hear Sylvie just like gushing about how great Matt Casey is I was like mm -hmm. uh, uh, my shipper heart was was mm -hmm. doing double time a little bit it was great even though it was part of her like goodbye and like her reason for like leaving and I loved that it was Stella and Violet who were there to like support her through it and were really like whatever you need to do you know we're here for you um and it was a great moment for like the women in the firehouse which once again like we we got those in many other seasons we've we've gotten little bits of iterations of that here and there which I, I still will get a little annoyed about because it's so it's so good and it's like let it happen it, it clearly is such good chemistry between the three of them like once yeah. again like it had clearly been between like foster Stella <clears throat> and Sylvie like let us enjoy it like come yeah on. and they and they did in this episode we they got did. a lot of they scenes did. with the three of them and it was yeah. really really great yeah. um you know just to see like female friendship and and usually when they do write female friendship, this show does it better than any of the other one Chicago mm -hmm. shows, mm -hmm. any of them. Um, it, they've just they've always done really well with that. I feel like maybe not mm -hmm. always. I think maybe starting in like I don't know season six and onward, mm -hmm. they got mm -hmm. like better at it. Um, really, with Foster coming mm -hmm. in, they got really good at it. Mm -hmm. um, so, but this show has done that well for a little while now mm -hmm. and I'm glad to see that that's continuing mm -hmm. um there was oh we also got the scene with them at the bar at Molly's um where <laughs> Violet kind of said that she wasn't a jealous person <laughs> oh yeah because weren't they talking yeah. about were they talking about Seeger yeah Stella was talking about yeah. Seeger <laughs> yeah and like Violet was like yeah you know I'm not I'm not really a jealous person mm -hmm. <laughs> Sophie was like um what <laughs> yeah yeah you are a little bit <laughs> which was really cute I am choosing to see that though as a sign of growth yeah. I know a lot of people were like what what is that like why because mm -hmm. there's some people who are really afraid that you know we're going to end up with Violet and Gallo again which I can understand why but in my mind not being jealous is a good thing because it's it means you feel secure in her exactly relationship i'm using you can't see me i'm using quotation marks they have we haven't seen <laughs> them have that conversation but she's feeling secure enough that she yeah, doesn't need to be she, automatically jealous exactly she knows how evan 
not necessarily feels about her, but she knows like he's clear she's, that he likes she knows her. his intentions. At, right. And yeah. they communicate. Yes. And there's yeah. no need for her to doubt it. Mm-hmm. You know, whatever's going on there. So there's really, there's no need for her to be jealous. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, that's, it's a different situation. So I kind of took that as a good thing personally. Mm-hmm. Um, it shows maturity in like mm-hmm. her and Evan's connection versus her and Gallo's connection, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, so we had that little moment too, which was nice. Um, but yeah, so ultimately Sylvie decides that she's got to go to Portland. She's got to be with Matt for a little while to reconnect, which I feel, I know a lot of people were concerned about the use of that word, but I don't think she meant emotionally reconnect. Mm-hmm. I think she meant like physically because she got so used to him being there while they were together mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden he's gone mm-hmm. and so it's it's more about like grounding herself in his presence again you know mm-hmm. just like really being with him absolutely yeah and so she's gonna go do that and I'm so happy for her and I'm happy for Kara um mm-hmm. I just all around that episode while it was bittersweet it made me really happy because because my ship is together in Oregon and I'm imagining mm-hmm. them doing all the amazing mm-hmm. domestic things mm-hmm. like she's there with Matt and Griffin and Ben mm-hmm. and like they're gonna be like this little family and mm-hmm. I'm so like emotional about it mm-hmm. oh me too <laughs> me too I've written like if you guys know me you know I've written this dynamic and fix and I write it all every chance I can get because I love the idea of like this like Darden Bretzy family mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I, I'm just like really excited that it's sort of like canon now even if we don't see mm-hmm. it like I'm oh it's absolutely pumped. canon absolutely I'm pumped um so I decided to focus on that more than like Sylvie not being around for a while um but they did confirm she is coming back so at some point we will see her again I have some other ideas about that mm-hmm. <laughs> I won't share those now but I do have some other ideas about that um but the point of bringing that up is that she gives that gushy speech about Matt mm-hmm. and then Stella when she sees Mason talking to the other guy it clicks for her that like Mason is like Matt Casey he's similar mm-hmm. um in that he's that like comforting warm presence that's very reassuring mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. not that he's exactly like Matt Casey um no, nobody is like nobody Casey, Casey like Violet said Casey is one in a million yeah. so like nobody yeah. is going to be Casey but he can be play the same role as Casey mm-hmm. in the firehouse um mm-hmm. which I'm super excited about because I do miss that sort of warmth that reassuring presence mm-hmm. um and immediately Mason is like becoming a comfort character for me like I sort of like latched mm-hmm. on mm-hmm. and I'm like I really love you sort of mm-hmm. the same way I latched on to Evan because Evan has a little bit of Casey too mm-hmm. well and we'll get into that in the next yeah we talk about in the next but he's got a little bit of matt casey going on too so like the two of them together please please okay listen Mm -hmm. i need both of these guys to be regulars i need both of these characters Mm -hmm. on the show week after week because together Mm -hmm. i i kind of feel like Mm -hmm. i have a little bit of matt casey back in Mm -hmm. my life Mm -hmm. um so i'm rooting for both of them (laughs) i I want them both around forever (laughs) i mean i want it please make it happen Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. So yeah, so that was I'm trying to think if I missed anything. I think that was pretty much that yeah. episode. Is there anything? There wasn't anything that I missed, uh-uh. other than Herman, like you know, in the background, like pulling for Mason, like yeah, make it happen. Um, 
I really loved yeah I really loved that episode I thought it was a great episode mm-hmm. I know we kind of said goodbye to Sylvie but it, it's, it's, it's all so, for it's a just, good cause it's just so long for now like not yeah I just yeah just so long yeah yeah just now. you know we'll see you later then <laughs> but um as far as when she'll come like my idea I, I'll go ahead and mention it now so Derek like a while back said in an interview that he hoped to have Jesse back for the last two mm-hmm. And I feel like Derek has a plan. Like he's not going to bring Jesse back mm-hmm. without Kara. That just wouldn't make sense. Since they've written her to like go be with him. Mm-hmm. It's not going to make sense for him to come to Chicago without her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? That's not going to make sense. So I feel like Derek has a plan. Whether that plan will come to fruition depends on a lot of things that oh, we yeah. don't know about. Oh yeah. But I feel like if Derek has his way we'll see them both in the last two episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know why or how or how that's going to come to be, but I do feel like if if Derek gets <laughs> what he wants, mm-hmm. that's what's going to happen. It just depends on a lot of things behind the scenes that we don't know about. We have no way mm-hmm. of knowing about. So mm-hmm. um, if, if I, here's my thoughts on this. If they don't start talking about the wedding soon, I mm-hmm. don't think we'll see them before the end of the season. You see what I'm saying? No, I do. I do. I feel like if the wedding gets pushed to season 11, (laughs) that will be when I know me too, but I'm, they haven't started talking about it yet. And we're six episodes from the end of the season. I know. It's a little strange. (laughs) Do you remember when like before the season started, we were like, no, it'll be mid season. We're going to have the Stellaride wedding mid season. You were hopeful. That that didn't happen. Uh-uh. we were wrong we were so very very mm-hmm. very 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 wrong mm-hmm. so it it all comes down to these next few episodes if they start talking about the wedding I anticipate we'll see them again a lot sooner mm-hmm. if the wedding gets pushed to next season which it could mm-hmm. then we would probably see them next season yeah that's my thought yeah on that. we'll have to see. um yeah we'll see like I said there's so many things in the air right now we don't really mm-hmm. know anything mm-hmm. um but the biggest thing I want to know is, is can they, can, can they have Jimmy Nicholas be a, a series regular? <laughs> Where's mm-hmm. that deadline article? Uh-huh. I know we got one That's about Steven Weber, we but I want one about Jimmy Nicholas. <laughs> Jimmy, we need you on the show, Jimmy. Such a wonderful transition because now we can kind of talk about the next episode a little bit, yes, which is titled, which is 10, season 10, episode 16, hot and fast. Um, and so it's that, Cruz forms a bond with a young immigrant boy he meets while fighting an apartment fire. Uh, squad makes plans to prank the newest member of their team. And then Hawkins and Violet struggle to keep their relationship a secret. So first of all, this description is very clearly wrong. Oh, okay. the squad wasn't pranking anybody. Oh yeah, it was squad. It was no, it was just the, the truck. It was truck. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> but no, 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 it wasn't you. It's the description. Yeah. The description, oh. because for the longest, when that description came out, everybody on Twitter was like a new member of squad. Yeah. So the, okay. like, how is there I a new it. member of squad? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And then the episode came out and we were all like, oh, you mean truck. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like whoever wrote this description, I feel like they don't really watch the show. <laughs> no. no. Cause that's, that's that's not right that's not right by any stretch of the imagination (laughs) um yeah uh I loved this episode I'm gonna say that at the top I Mm -hmm. 
everything about this episode worked for me mm-hmm. um even the seeger stuff which no that deserves a fair mention yeah yeah you know, it's we'll get to that in a minute so what do you want to talk about first let's talk about cruise okay. um I, we saw chloe again i'm i am never going to complain about seeing chloe never. i love her never. so much her and cruise are adorable mm-hmm. um i'm just i'm very happy and each time we get to see them together mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. so obviously cruise is a new dad so we kind of see some of that um mm-hmm. but this fire <laughs> baby otis <laughs> i'm never gonna get tired of hearing that ever me either <sighs> but i so obviously like the description says there's a, a fire and, and there's this little immigrant boy who was left alone with other little boys in an apartment and they they got into trouble as little boys mm-hmm. will do when you leave them unchaperoned mm-hmm. uh-huh. um so that's really the first thing that they're dealing with but Cruz very clearly bonds with this little boy and it is the sweetest thing mm-hmm. I instantly I'm in love with this dynamic mm-hmm. I mean it took like two seconds and I was like oh my mm-hmm. gosh please adopt him mm-hmm. <laughs> like mm-hmm. literally from the very beginning of the episode I was like mm-hmm. this has to happen mm-hmm. um and you know you go through the episode and the little boy gets attached to Cruz and he kind of runs away and finds Cruz again Mm-hmm. And we actually get a little bit of of this little boy in Severide, which was also very cute. Oh. I'm telling you, if Severide doesn't have kids, I'm gonna be upset. I mean, like, you know, I could see it going I, either way, but at the same time, like, I would very much love it. I I I want to see I want to see Severide as a dad. I mm-hmm. I just do I do. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also would love to see finally a woman on one of these shows being a mom and kicking ass mm-hmm. other i mean burgess is doing it now which mm-hmm. thank goodness but i'm saying i, I want to see oh, yeah. <laughs> that more often yeah because no, obviously they have consultants that work on these shows that are women who have kids and work in these professions mm-hmm. so they know it's possible mm-hmm. <laughs> so let's start seeing it mm-hmm. um anyway but <clears throat> uh yeah. So from the very beginning, it was just very sweet um, mm-hmm. to see Cruz and Squad really as a whole, like with this little boy. Um, and then Cruz finds out that like he doesn't really have anywhere to go. He's going to bounce around. Which that's and, just heartbreaking to be like, no. this kid is in a totally different place than where his family and friends are and they want to just bounce around. You know, I get it to a certain extent. Like, there's a whole it's a system and they can only do what they can do but like what I feel yeah but what I did like about this is from the very beginning it's very clear to Cruz that like they're looking for his family Mm -hmm. he has family they have to find them it's not a forever Mm -hmm. placement so Mm -hmm. because my one of my big beefs (laughs) with these shows is that a lot of times they use fostering as Mm -hmm. a means for adoption but there are a lot of people who foster to foster I mean, they genuinely enjoy hosting these kids that need someone mm-hmm. for however long they can until mm-hmm. a more permanent home can be found. That's a mm-hmm. thing that happens that people do mm-hmm. and they do it and, you know, out of like the kindness of their hearts and, and mm-hmm. the show, especially Chicago Fire, has never really focused on fostering as like a temporary situation. Mm-hmm. So I kind of like that they emphasize that at the top with Cruz. Mm-hmm. And hopefully they stay that way because I just think it's kind of deceptive to only show fostering as a means of adoption. I agree. I agree. Um, 
so anyway i like that that's just a little me thing <laughs> um and we got a, a matt casey mention like even with sylvie not being mm-hmm. there because they've used sylvie a lot mm-hmm. to keep us updated on matt but this time it's severide mm-hmm. um which is nice it's like the first confirmation we've had that they still talk i know no <laughs> No. why did that take so long i don't understand I don't know. um you know whatever okay but cruz obviously like he's thinking about this and so he talks to severite about it and is like i loved his question he was like so uh is casey's number like still the same or <laughs> Severide's like yeah that that's how cell phones work <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> like mm-hmm. i just i love that i thought that was funny mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um so you kind of get the impression that like Cruz is going to get advice from Matt on like know, which is what to do. So heartwarming. And it's just like, no, you can clearly see he cares. And it's just, it's nice that he has a resource he can call for something like I, that. And I love that like Matt, even though he's not in the firehouse is like continuing mm-hmm. to have an influence on what's happening mm-hmm. in the house and mm-hmm. setting like an example mm-hmm. still, like he's not even in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and i love it so much and we did get a mention that he's happy to have brett mm-hmm. like in oregon with him which made I mean, me happy because we, like, we knew it i mean we I knew it. it but it's so nice to hear it <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so you know they're they're being all domestic and cute in portland and i'm very happy um anyway so obviously we have Cruz sort of debating that and he talks to chloe about it and... we love a couple who communicates <gasps> with one we another. do we love communication with couples so mm-hmm. so much, mm-hmm. especially when that. And I love, I love a show that that writes a couple is married, and like has them in, in a like a successful marriage, like one mm-hmm. where they're very much a team, mm-hmm. um, which we see you know on the show with Platt and Mouch and and uh, Donna mm-hmm. and Bowden and Cindy and Herman, mm-hmm. but it's nice to see that among the younger people on mm-hmm. the show as well um mm-hmm. so I, I really loved that and the way they talked about it and how chloe clearly knew that cruz was like already invested in this kid mm-hmm. and that was just really sweet and well i mean even yeah. i appreciated like the little touches of like you know when they finally decide you know we're gonna bring this kid home with us for the time being just so he has a stable place to kind of be where he feels comfortable and that you know they were I like that they showed Chloe and Joe being a little apprehensive because they're like this place is clearly not big enough for all of us but you know what we're gonna make it work we'll right. get, but they're still allowed to have that apprehension of like they're just welcoming <clears> this is the, the question is there like is this gonna work yeah and and, and that's that's a fair question because okay. this kid is is new to them you know mm-hmm. they're new to him mm-hmm. this whole situation is is not conventional mm-hmm. so it you know it's it's understandable to be nervous about it Mm-hmm. um and i loved this scene where at the end where they hear him on the baby monitor singing to the baby just like the same lullaby that joe had sung to him and that got the tears flowing it was just so i oh it was wonderful and i mean and it i love this plot already <laughs> it was and i also just wanted to bring him in. i very much enjoyed that Chloe was even speaking a little bit of spanish like it, yes that it was, was so very good it was so good it was so sweet I mean, mm-hmm. Chloe is the best. If we have any doubt that she would just no, like of course not. Yeah. embrace all of this wholeheartedly, of never did we have that doubt. No. Um, so I'm very excited for Cruz to have like a, a real plot 
-hmm. again I feel like we haven't seen very much of him this season and that's for various other reasons but I'm really glad they've given him something to to like dig into Mm -hmm. and like to really have an actual dedicated storyline I'm I'm so excited I can't wait to see where it goes um (laughs) then we have the uh pranking plot (laughs) okay before we before we get into that though was it this episode or the previous episode where we got to see the squad members try and put a boot on cap's head (laughs) i feel like a fair mention and i just couldn't remember which one that was it was right i think it was last episode because that's when she was trying to choose who would like complete the team like the missing piece okay and i think she talks to i can't believe we forgot about that she talks to severide (laughs) i loved that Mm -hmm. where he's like i don't think that i'm like the guy that you should ask about that (laughs) that's just i'm sorry that is sorry for for getting it for a moment but it's too good not to mention because that it is too good i like I the, my favorite is like my favorite part was joe like over cap like forcing that boot down onto yeah. his yeah <laughs> which i'm surprised they roped joe into it <laughs> like, i love joe that you know, was the funniest part you can be pretty smart but you know i think it's just the brotherhood that is squad sometimes yeah just like, i think just it gotta is go too. For, you just gotta go for it <laughs> like cap i'm not surprised tony no. i'm not really surprised but no. joe i was kind of like oh, all right <laughs> Yeah, that was great. <laughs> okay, so back to this episode though, but it deserved a fair mention. No, I, it, it does deserve a mention because I think the comedy on this show is like underrated. Oh, like this show can doubt. be laugh out loud, genuinely oh, funny. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> uh, but anyway, this episode, since Mason is officially part of the team, mm-hmm. now we have like the pranking plot, which I. <laughs> poor Stella is like trying to walk that line of like what's welcoming and like what's mean <laughs> oh yeah and I think it's hard too because obviously Mason has had like a tough life and it's yeah. just like he, she wanted to just to make sure he felt like he belonged exactly like she wanted him to feel welcome and mm-hmm. she wasn't sure that pranking him yeah. was the way to make that happen yeah and then by the time she figures out that it is it's a little too late like mm-hmm. Mason is obviously searching for something to happen mm-hmm um and I felt really sad in that moment where he opens the locker and he's like okay something's gonna happen I know something's gonna happen I was like oh no Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and obviously Stella felt that way too because she immediately went off in search of like somebody to uh help her with this prank and I this is the part that surprised me that I enjoyed was like she finds Seeger and like yeah which we still want to dive into the fact that like she's Seeger stationed now in the house temporarily one which okay uh, weird okay great sure. right. wonderful I don't, I don't know why like do you remember the reason they said because I don't remember well, no she was like I think there was like renovations at the OFI office she was like working out of her car and like so Severide said come work here like there's open space I can't I to be quite honest I can't there was no place. other office she could have worked out I I maybe <laughs> because it's this it's Bowdoin's district now I I don't know but it was okay. like I wasn't thrilled <laughs> about that but then obviously with Stella I, I, coming yeah. in and Stella you know saying like I gotta prank this new guy at least some way before end of shift and they ended up getting the sticky notes which it was a dumb little prank but I still enjoyed it they improvised it real quick yes, though. you did. gotta give them credit they I had do. limited resources and limited time absolutely but I, I love that that the show let them work together absolutely because that's what I want uh-huh. I don't want 
I don't want this whole Seeger pining after Severide thing they've been doing. No. If you're going to give me Seeger, I want to see Seeger and Stella. Mm -hmm. Like, I feel like that's what's going to resolve this whole thing is the two of them becoming friends. Mm -hmm. I think that's, that's what we need to see. Mm -hmm. Not, not, not her pining after Severide week no. after week after week. So I hope this is a trend that continues. Agreed. Because I, I really loved it. I thought they were great together. Well, because they're um, two boss ass ladies who they can get shit done. Like right. Yeah. And but I just love like that moment where they're hiding behind the car and like laughing and just mm -hmm. like having fun together. I'm like, mm -hmm. well, let's have more what? of that. I also once again, show us the female friendship. It it would be fantastic. Great. No, it, yeah. Like let them have it. Um, I, I mean, I'm with you. I <laughs> um I loved when she she like told her she loved her. <laughs> Stella said that to her. I know. And then later she's talking to Severide. She's like, uh, so um Seeger may mention that I, I said that I loved her. Just mm -hmm. just just so you know. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Which I thought was really funny. Mm -hmm. Um anyway, and, and I think wasn't was it this episode where Stella says to Severide, she's like sometimes some days she thinks she's gonna come into the firehouse and his office is gonna be cleared out because he's gonna be at OFI. Was that last episode or this one? I think it was maybe last I think it was last one I think it was last one and that's the one where he tells her like no I'm exactly yeah. where I want to be uh-huh uh-huh that was a great moment but I am what? genuinely scared that he's gonna go to OFI one day well we're gonna worry about that at a later date right I'm not I gonna... can't Matt's out of the firehouse right now I can't take Severide being no. out of the firehouse too no. like you can't no. do that to me no I'm sorry no so um <laughs> I, I veto that I veto no, that I idea I agree I agree <laughs> So I don't want it. Do, do, we um, want, do we want to spend our last like part of this Chicago you, Fire moment talking about what we know we wanted to talk about? Oh yeah, that's why we saved it for last. Yeah, Are you kidding? As always, again. <laughs> <laughs> we always save them for last. Yes, um, save the best for last. <laughs> so obviously, since Sylvie's off in Oregon, mm -hmm. Violet needs a partner. Mm -hmm. um, so Hawkins kind of volunteers himself but mm -hmm. i do want to point out he gave her a chance to to back out of it and mm -hmm. that's very important to me mm -hmm. because at first she was like uh should it really be you and he was like well i i mean i can get somebody else mm -hmm. like it's not too late i can get somebody else in here if you want mm -hmm. and then uh <laughs> once she finds out who the floaters are it's like no no she's like you. never mind this is good but you're okay. gonna have to like stop mm -hmm. this <laughs> like mm -hmm. waving at him like this mm -hmm. <laughs> because he's very attractive uh, mm -hmm. <laughs> um and they have a little flirty moment in the back of the ambo where he like, like tells her she's a big flirty moment big flirty his voice moment. like drops real low and he tells her she's he like gets, crazy beautiful and i'm like and he gets oh real God. close to her like really like, close really right up in her face uh -huh. oh he's so swoony i can't yes. oh my yes. god <laughs> like where where has he been all my I, life I, I don't know I don't know if Violet I, Violet can never go back to Gallo now I'm sorry oh. I'm sorry well, no. and so it no and that's where you know they have this lovely like intro moment in the episode with Hakami and then you know obviously they're unseen they're working they're doing their thing but they get back and <clears throat> Gallo Gallo uh, well they're in the it, Gallo and Hawkins are in the turnout room mm -hmm. And Gallo's making his little like passive aggressive comments mm -hmm. 
about like, oh, you've, you've been around here a lot lately. You must be yeah. learning a lot from Violet. Like, dude, shut up. Shut up. <laughs> Leave him alone. <laughs> one step forward, three steps back. And I'm like, no. Mm-mm. he he needs to just leave them alone mm-hmm. leave them both alone mm-hmm. like be polite be cordial be friends with violet if you want but just mm-hmm. leave that alone mm-hmm. um because he was very like snide to evan oh, and was. evan was like not bothered which i loved no, was- i loved no hawkins was like not at all bothered by gallo which no. was amazing because he's very mature be. this yeah. is how a man behaves thank mm-hmm. you very much mm-hmm. um <laughs> but and i also love that he didn't have hawkins didn't have any attitude with violet about it either he wasn't no. like bothered by it he was just like uh you may want to know <laughs> that oh, this yeah. happened and i i'm not really sure that even though you're over him i, I don't think he's over you so, and so it you're, wasn't you're in like gloss a, over though the moment of what we got oh, to the, see. the shirt the shirtlessness the towel and the towel. the towel oh my god oh my god okay so yeah while this is happening Mm-hmm. um yeah that she finds him like in the locker room shirtless and like all of us violet was distracted uh-huh, uh-huh. Like, i think everybody on twitter was like oh my god uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then there's a scene like he's behind the locker door and like the towel comes off and there's a little like hip hip action mm-hmm. happening mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. oh okay <laughs> I, I just, did we you know, did we drift into like bridgerton territory I'm, what, I'm, what's happening <laughs> mad that we get catered to the female gaze on the show a little bit sometimes listen not mad as many times as we have seen the male gaze on these shows we deserve bring it it. it, so (laughs) bring it yeah (laughs) um yeah i'm all for it Mm -hmm. (laughs) but that was that was some 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 eye candy Mm -hmm. (laughs) for sure but you know i mean in the middle of that he's very chill about it just Mm -hmm. like you know heads up (laughs) You may mm-hmm. want to know. I think this guy still has a thing for you. Mm-hmm. Um, not concerned, just mm-hmm. like informing her, which I loved. Mm-hmm. Again, listen, this show has to be doing this on purpose. Like they have to be showing us the mature reaction versus the immature reaction. I can't imagine no. that they're trying to direct us back toward no. Violet and Gallo with that, because that's obviously one is more appealing than the other. <laughs> mm-hmm. no, right. I I, agree. I mean, like, if you're looking at them side by side, like, clearly, one of them is more emotionally mature, and that's mm-hmm. obviously going to be the more appealing option. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? No, <laughs> um, that's my take on that anyway. No, I agree. Uh, yeah, so there's that. And then huh, they get a little carried away at med. Mm-hmm. And they have, like, an, it's like a, like a kiss, but, like, not a full kiss yeah like it just started yeah and then somebody walked by Mm -hmm. and they and it didn't look to me like the guy saw them so I was with them when they were like no no he didn't Mm -hmm. see us you know like I I didn't think he saw them to be honest Mm -hmm. um yeah but apparently he did (laughs) I mean it was still it was more just also I mean it sucked because we knew it was gonna happen we knew it was gonna happen at some point it happened real soon (laughs) no we still wanted to enjoy it but, um, but I, I'm never, I'm not going to be mad about the banter we got of them in like the ER no, bay a little bit. No. Of like, he, look, we all knew that Evan had a thing for science nerd Violet from the moment she mentioned that chemistry set. Uh-huh. We knew and we got confirmation of it. And uh, yeah. I'm, I'm not, I'm not mad. I'm not no. mad. Okay. <laughs> not mad about it at all. No. 
now I'm just totally wanting a fanfic of somebody that somebody can write a Violet buying a lab coat and yeah. mm-hmm. not mad about it. No, and I mean, let somebody make that happen. Write that fic. So. Oh, I know, I know. And I mean, we still knew it was something was likely going to happen. So, like you said, it they got kind of called out on it. But I still am very appreciative of the science dirty talk he then got in his bedroom later. Like, well, yeah. So, I mean, we the audience know that the guy mm-hmm. saw her, saw mm-hmm. them, mm-hmm. because the guy tells Gallo, mm-hmm. which. I appreciate that Gallo didn't like engage in that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he was obviously shocked, but like he didn't mm-hmm. trash talk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, smart move, smart move. Yeah. And my initial reaction, okay, yeah. So obviously, like Kim mentioned, we get mm-hmm. after that we get like the makeout and <sighs> Violet is being all science nerd uh in the middle of kissing him mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. evan is totally into it like hanging yeah, on her every word yeah, gazing up at her adoringly mm-hmm. really into it um mm-hmm. <clears throat> and they i'm telling like look my friend katie and i talked about this and like they were gonna have some like really slow sensual like it was gonna get real mm-hmm. steamy but in like the slow intimate way like you could mm-hmm. tell that's where it was going Mm-hmm. And his stupid phone rings. <laughs> Hashtag those damn bells. <laughs> no. I know. I'm like, why? Why? It's always, we, we can't have nice things for forever. We can't have nice things. No. But I'm choosing, it's going to be like timeless 203 for me. We're just going to like, but we the know. phone didn't ring just as like why it didn't get the text message I in know. timeless 203. I know. But, you know, same. we've had this conversation of, you know, for how it seems like they're trying to treat Hakami, this is just a roadblock for them. It, it was bound to happen at some point sooner or later. And, you know, we're still, I'm still hopeful. I'm still hopeful. I, here's the thing. I get being concerned about the phone call and him having mm-hmm. to report to his boss. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like it's too soon for them to break up. Oh. So I don't, I don't feel like this is going to break them up. Also, I am not totally convinced that this meeting is about them because we all know this show likes to do a fake out. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, look back at like different plots. The Matt Casey head injury thing turned out to Mm -hmm. be nothing. Yeah. So, I mean, (laughs) Stella disappearing earlier in the season turned out to be way less dramatic than we all assumed or Mm -hmm. the show wanted us to believe. Mm -hmm. So this show is, sometimes there's a lot of buildup Mm-hmm. And it's not really anything. Mm-hmm. Even like the finale, season nine, like mm-hmm. we all thought Severide and Cruz were dead, and like mm-hmm. no, everybody's fine. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like uh, you know, I mm-hmm. this show is really all about the tease. <laughs> and yeah, and then so we have no idea that could literally be what it was, and they're just they got us obviously knowing we were going to have a hiatus. They just wanted us to overthink it. Right. We don't, we don't even know what this no. meeting's about. I'm not saying it's not about that. It exactly. could very well be, mm-hmm. but we don't know for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm not totally sold that that's what it's about. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It could be about 50, 50, probably yeah. that it is. Um, but if it is, I don't see them breaking up this soon because mm-hmm. we know that both Violet and Evan are fighters. Mm-hmm. And I feel like they they wouldn't just like lay down and be like well i guess that's it mm-hmm. <laughs> we're done Mm-mm. i don't see that especially because yeah. evan has been like 
very vocal about like we you know Mm -hmm. we deserve to give this a try Mm -hmm. like this could be something really good Mm -hmm. um and violet with her like she doesn't care about people frowning on that frowning you know on what's Mm -hmm. going on and all that stuff uh and then with stella giving her that advice like who gives a damn Mm -hmm. what other people say Mm -hmm. i i feel like all of that is leading to like a fight you know like the two of them fighting Mm -hmm. to choose each other Mm -hmm. and i'm not saying they won't ever break up because we know how relationships go on this show they probably Mm -hmm. will at some point but i don't see it happening this soon no um i I, like i said there's gonna be challenges Mm -hmm for them for any ship on this show there's Mm going to be challenges Mm -hmm. i just don't see it being the end of of Mm -hmm. a ship this popular Mm -hmm. (laughs) this soon this is not if you compare the way they wrote granger last season to the way they're writing hawkins this season it is night and day Mm -mm. night and day like hawkins is is more developed he has more involvement we we've gotten to see his house this ain't no quick little yeah. fling no. no this is and it's not even and violet's feelings for gallo their relationship wasn't even that committed it was mm-hmm. like they're very competitive mm-hmm. obviously so that plays a part in it. Mm-hmm. it it was never really a very deep emotional relationship if you mm-hmm. look back at their episodes mm-hmm. they they liked each other you know yeah, but I, it wasn't attention but right it was never a relationship of mm-hmm. like mutual respect yeah you know or a lot of it was competitive nature with one another it was very competitive um so i i don't see this being a distraction from gallo not like the way granger was a distraction from matt Mm -hmm. last season it's very different Mm -hmm. even though it seems similar like on the surface this situation looks very similar but if you Mm -hmm. look at the details Mm -hmm. it's not similar at all Mm -hmm. um So I don't see this being the end of them. Mm-hmm. I think it's just going to be a bump in the road or mm-hmm. a um, an obstacle that yeah. they have to fight through. Yeah, I do think they will break up at some point, but I don't see it happening on April sixth. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree. Oh, yeah. So I mean, that was pretty much Chicago Fire, which so much so. Lots of good Hakami stuff. I'm just saying, lots mm-hmm. of good Bretzy, mm-hmm. good Stellaride too. Uh huh. We got Chloe and Cruz. Us maybe not hating Seeger as much anymore. Yeah. What? Like, no, I know. Fire so, is 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 on point. Yeah, and now Chicago PD. Mm. <laughs> Chicago PD. <laughs> ah, PD. Love them, hate them sometimes. The happy fun time show. Oh yeah, that's perfect description. <laughs> perfect description. <laughs> oh, these two episodes, man. Oh Lord. I you I, I think we've joked on many occasions where PD tends to be our shortest one. In this case, it very well might be because I'm sorry, the second episode we're gonna talk about, it, it, it's gonna get the briefest of mentions because that's all it deserves, to be quite honest. I, so um but uh yeah i have one thing to give it credit for and we'll get we'll get there yeah Um, but that's it yeah (laughs) so obviously the first episode we'll talk about and as per usual with and i i know i don't need to mention it but it's really it's basically one character like 
like one storyline that really drives the episode with the crime and that's about it so once again yeah. I, I know I don't need to reiterate that I always like to mention that though um so with uh, season nine episode 15 we have gone which man this whole episode was just berzik heartbreak like <laughs> night it was emotionally exhausting oh it was it was because you know Kim and Adam were so happy for a moment that they won their case and they were going to get to be a happy family and then Chicago PD went and yanked that away. Can they ever be happy for more than just five minutes? I don't think they're not. They won't let them. I don't think they will. It sucks. I'm, 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 I'm tired. I don't even, I'm not even that diehard of a Berzeg shipper and I am tired. I am, but I think I just have, I've had whiplash so many times. I don't even feel it anymore. Uh, but I, 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 I have I okay this is my question that I would really like for the writers to answer for me and that is why does Upstead get to be and I, I love Upstead this is mm-hmm. nothing against them mm-hmm. but it is a genuine question that I have why does Upstead get to be happy and married and stable and settled and Berzek is the couple that's always in chaos. Just, I, I don't understand that. Why can't we evenly distribute the pain? <laughs> that's fair. That's fair I, I mean, I, you know, I, I would like for both couples to have moments of happiness, mm-hmm. not just one. Um, and, and you objectively, if you watch the show, it is very clear that Upstead is allowed to be happy more often than Burzek is allowed to be happy. And Burzek has been on the show from day one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I'm just really confused with the way that they're writing the show. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't get it. <laughs> um, I don't. Either. And that's a, well, I don't know. Yeah. They put Kim and Adam both through so much fucking shit Uh like drag them through the mud all the time uh why (laughs) to to what end to what end because they're obviously not going to let them be happy so why are we making them miserable because normally when you're writing a plot first you make the characters miserable and then they get to come out on the other side of it and be happy as we saw earlier this season with Upstead, right? Mm-hmm. You make them miserable and then you reward them. All of the this show has never, ever, 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 ever rewarded no. Kim and Adam no. for all of their pain. Which, uh, I mean, this this episode though of just you know the the as like a quickly picking up from the previous episode is that they come up to the. Kim's apartment still technically where Adam is still with living with them for the most part and they clearly see the door be ajar and they quickly find the babysitter like stab shot I can't remember what it was exactly yeah that was she's dead she was basically dead on death's door and then died yeah yeah and so we then find out very quickly you know Michaela's been kidnapped which is just like did we have to I don't think we did (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the only reason to do it the only reason yeah is to break up Berzek again mm-hmm. like even from a platonic standpoint mm-hmm. like they weren't a couple but mm-hmm. they were reaching a point where they were a family mm-hmm. 
And the only reason to do that is to put some separation between them again, which mm-hmm. why <laughs> was that necessary? I don't believe it was <laughs> because they already had things they needed to work through. It's not like you needed to give them more problems to no. work through. No, I, I don't understand. It was, it. I don't, I don't get it. I don't get it. Um, but they did it and you know, we followed them on that journey yeah to find Michaela yeah and so which resulted in Adam doing some (laughs) not so smart things (laughs) I want to say with Adam kind of being his Adam self which I hate to say but it still kind of felt like that at times where it was you know act first think later about yeah that's what it was I mean he was he was he was running scared the whole episode and he was acting on instinct and intuition instead of logic and reason but also sometimes so was kim Mm -hmm. so uh, they were both doing the same thing in opposite ways Mm -hmm. so the the issue that i have is that voight shouldn't have let them work the case no that's either one of them that's that's my thing Uh why 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 yeah. I, How many times did they pull Adam off of the scene and say, if you don't stop, we're going to take you off the case. You should only, times. you shouldn't, there, there should be no question. They should not have been yeah. allowed to work the case. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. <laughs> like what, what? No. <laughs> um, that's my biggest problem with the episode is that, that right there, that should not have happened no. because that was the source of all the problems because you have kim and adam with very different ideas mm-hmm. of how it should go mm-hmm. which resulted in adam doing some stupid things and kim saying some stupid things uh-huh. well which that still probably is my one of my like i was most upset and i picked up on so easily is at one point of kim saying my daughter uh. <laughs> I hated it. I hated it. And I, okay. (laughs) I know on Twitter, there's a lot of like the blame game going on. Personally, in my opinion, now I, let me say this, when it comes to PD, I am not overly invested in one ship over the other. Yeah. I've made this clear. I've said this several times. I like PD, but I'm not very devout on either ship. (laughs) So I feel like I watch the show a little more objectively mm-hmm. um maybe other people don't feel that way but i feel that way <laughs> so in my mind they were both in the wrong at certain points oh i don't no, i don't think you can blame kim or blame adam i think and i know people have very strong feelings about whether kim has shown adam that she has regard for him or not that's mm-hmm. i i understand that discussion the way the writers have done this whole relationship is very Mm-hmm. uneven they've put the power in kim's hands a lot and she mm-hmm. just has has thrown away the ball mm-hmm. so i get that but in this particular situation she is the one that did say the thing that she can't take back mm-hmm. but adam did some things that he can't take back mm-hmm. so i feel like they're they're on pretty equal footing there on as far mm-hmm. as the blame goes uh mostly i put the blame on void <laughs> I'm going to be honest, if if we have to pick somebody to blame, Mm -hmm. 
I'm blaming Voight because it, blame Voight. It, it shouldn't have even gotten that far. It should, oh. they, they should not have been on the case. Bottom line, oh. bottom line oh. should not have been on the case. Oh. So I, I don't blame Kim. I don't blame Adam. It happened. They reacted. They didn't react well, mm-hmm. which in that situation, to be honest, there are not many people who would react well. Uh, I don't think there are any people <laughs> who would react well to their daughter no. being kidnapped Definitely and not. potentially murdered. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that's just, it's a tough situation. It's a bad situation. Mm-hmm. It's a stressful situation. <laughs> um, and Kim and Adam have lost a lot. Mm-hmm. And they had to fight very hard mm-hmm. to even keep Michaela in the first place. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't blame either one of them. I have a very different, I know there are a lot of people online that take one side or the other. It's, I, I don't. It's a, this, this whole situation with Michaela is just, it's, there's some situations of like, I could just say like a winnable situation. This was no winners in this situation, no matter what. This is a no win. Yeah, it's a no win scenario. Mm-hmm. There, there was not going to be any good outcome to this, and and the writers knew that, which is yeah. why they chose. So they they did choose one good outcome. Michaela was fine. Granted, That's true. More, more trauma to add to her already traumatic life. Yeah, but there was a lot of speculation as to like, because there were some people who were convinced that like Michaela was going to go with the uncle by the oh, end of the episode. I mean. I also was thinking that for like a hot minute, because yeah. it's PD, when do they let anybody be happy? Or Yeah, yeah. So at least, at least there was that. At least Kim and Adam got to keep Michaela, mm-hmm. right? Like, no, she didn't die. She Kim mm-hmm. didn't like do the noble thing and like mm-hmm. give her up or no, mm-hmm. none of that stuff. Mm-hmm. Michaela is staying. So we at least got that, but we would have had that anyway without the kidnapping because they won the custody battle. Mm-hmm. So again, what what was the point? <laughs> there was no point other than to further split Kim and Adam, mm-hmm. which that's already been a struggle this season. They didn't need to do more. Mm-hmm. There's a fault line between them already. We didn't need to expand it, right? Uh, I don't know. So it I felt mean- it felt. I'm I'm gonna be honest. It felt lazy <laughs> to me. Oh yeah. Um, oh yeah. PD as a whole has that problem for me though like I (laughs) some things they do really well Mm -hmm. and then Mm -hmm. and then the relationships are are usually not one of those I like what they did with Upstead earlier in the season I thought that was really great they obviously had them come out of it stronger Mm -hmm. (laughs) which should be the point of Mm -hmm. of these things Mm -hmm. Uh, but that's never been what they've done with Berzek anytime they've had drama it's push them further away as opposed to bring them together which is what it should do yeah which i mean you almost get a sense like at the end of the episode of you know michaela's back at home and they're reading her a story they're like could we end on them being a being a family in air quotes for the most part and like letting no then adam sulks away being sad which he rightly is allowed to be because he gets he was told earlier not his son her daughter not his this daughter. is the se- this is also the second time this season that kim has has sort of said something hurtful to him mm-hmm. <laughs> uh that was already see and this is the other thing they've already had this issue this season where kim said something mm-hmm. that was like thoughtless and and not considerate mm-hmm. and they already worked through that one time mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. So why are we repeating it in the same season? I don't know. Yeah. I, I'm just, I, this show, it needs work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I, you know, and, and I was hopeful that when they switched like producers or like promoted someone, mm-hmm. a woman <laughs> on mm-hmm. top of that, that it, it, things would change and things have changed in small ways. But not enough. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. I'm I'm tired. I'm tired. <laughs> uh-huh. They either need to definitively put an end to Berzik or let them be happy. Do uh-huh. n- no more of this middle of the road uh-uh. crap. Uh-uh. Pick one. <laughs> it's we're nine seasons in, people. Yeah. I'm just no. I'm tired. Nine seasons in, and they're an original couple from the show. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm sorry, I I love Upstead. I'm I'm glad they get to be happy, but between the two couples, the one that should be married and stable is mm-hmm. Berzik because they've been doing this game longer. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't <laughs> it does not make sense to me why this couple is still will they won't they nine seasons in. Nope. That's that's dumb. <laughs> yep. I'm sorry. Oh, it's it's dumb it's, it's dumb fact. it's a fact that it's dumb um yeah and i i just don't it's not entertaining or fun anymore Mm-mm. like sometimes when you're watching a ship and it's will they won't they it's really fun and it's entertaining and you love the tension and it causes all these really great moments this show is not that <laughs> it well, stopped it, being fun several when seasons when ago you mix in all of the pain and suffering it's not fun anymore no no see where this should have been resolved is with the miscarriage that should have been the final pain Mm -hmm. the final pain that they faced Mm -hmm. um that should have been it Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) i'm you know yeah no yeah which is like i said the one positive thing you know one and once again, and the last thing on it, I'm just glad we get to keep Michaela. Yeah, and, that's really the only positive you get. But again, we would have had that anyway without the kidnapping. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> just, the custody battle should have been enough. I feel uh-huh. like absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> I, I didn't blame them for the custody battle. I mean, that was an interesting no. twist. Like mm-hmm. that—that's like the type of drama that's really. Mm-hmm. interesting to watch if it works out the way you want it to work out mm-hmm. and that was so great because they were so supportive of each other the whole time and like it was a it mm-hmm. was a test for sure but they they really stuck together mm-hmm. um and then the 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 you like you said the whiplash from the mm-hmm. <laughs> partnership of the custody hearing to mm-hmm. the cutthroat way mm-hmm. they wrote them <laughs> Mm-hmm. while she was missing mm-hmm. it doesn't work you gotta no. you gotta you gotta cut that shit out mm-hmm. <laughs> i'm sorry mm-hmm. it doesn't work no mm-hmm. yeah and now season nine episode 16 which is cl- closer or closer what would you say closer uh, closer closer yeah closer i, I would say okay. closer okay so when a young man is shot outside the, I'm going to butcher the name, Carabo Bakery, 
Um, the team works to connect the shooting to bakery owner Javier Escano, who has been under surveillance. Despite the danger, Boyd helps Aunt, informant Anna Avalos get closer to their target. And I think this may be the, the quickest part we ever talk about because I'm sorry, <laughs> nobody wanted this. And we got an well, hour of, I mean, not that it, we didn't want it, but it's okay. just, it was, it was a, it was a lot of Anna. It was a lot. Yeah. Here's here's, but here's the thing. The only thing that I can give this episode credit for is it could have been a lot of Voight yeah. and it was not, it was no. a lot of Anna. Uh-huh. Um, I, if we have to choose between Anna and Voight, I'd rather see a lot of Anna. Um, that's the one thing I'll give it credit for. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Also, the very poignant symbolic visual of Voight covered in blood. If that's not like the quintessential image for Voight, uh-huh. I, I don't know what else, uh-huh. what else it, it would be. Uh-huh. <laughs> I mean, it's no secret that we're not, we're not Voight fans. And uh, that picture of him covered in blood, I was like, ooh, well. Yeah, just, that's, just show that that's, to, that's pretty accurate. Yeah, just show that to somebody who's never seen the show and they'll be like, oh, yeah. And that's, yeah. That's, the, that's, that's right. all you need to know about yep. Voight right there. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, first of all, I'm, I get bored with the case heavy episodes as it is mm-hmm. because I like procedurals, but I prefer procedurals when it is equal case and characterization. And that is not no pd is 90 percent case 10 percent characterization most of the time every now and then we get an episode that is majority personal like the michaela missing Mm -hmm. type of you know every now and then we get Mm -hmm. one of those but typically it is 80 to 90 percent case Mm -hmm. um and that's just not the balance that i like no i prefer like med or fire where it's Mm -hmm. you know it's a pretty even split Mm-hmm. I mean, I think med is probably more 60, 40, but even still mm-hmm. that's better. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, really fire is my ideal balance. No, I'm right there with you. I'm right there with you. Um, so I get bored with PD a lot. <laughs> uh, this was one of those episodes. I didn't really pay attention. I had to rewatch it actually, before we started recording. Um, and I mean, I'll be honest. I told Logan, I don't know if you really need to, but that was just me. I rewatched most of it. I didn't get to the last six minutes, but I got enough of it. <laughs> um, and the actress that plays Anna is really good. Like, I mean, she does a good job playing that person. I, that character. I will say she's very talented. Um, she was very engaging for most of the episode. Like you're in it with her. So I'll, I'll give it that. Um, like I said, again, if I have to choose Anna or Voight, I'm choosing Anna. Um, yeah. It just, it, like I get it, but at the same time, it's just like I could, I, I want, I wish we could have seen more of the unit. Like it's Chicago yeah. PD, it's not Chicago Anna. <laughs> it, I, I gotta say, there's other stories that I would have preferred to see. Like I, I would prefer to just see a continuation of Berzik. Mm-hmm. Or uh, what has Upstead been doing since they got married? Like nothing, yeah. right? There's what, I yeah. mean, what? <laughs> they've had individual episodes that focus on them but they don't have like a plot right now mm-hmm. so maybe give them something to do yeah. <laughs> i don't know we yeah. still haven't followed up on the kim and Haley stuff like when oh. when are we is that ever going to be resolved i don't know maybe is kim ever going to find out that the guy that she's in, that shot her is dead i don't know i uh, huh? 
I really don't. Is know. that going to be one of those things like where is Rojas where we're just nobody's ever going to discuss it again? Maybe. Maybe. Because at the beginning of the season, they kind of teased that that would be an ongoing thing. But okay. we saw it one more time after that. Well, it's, it's <laughs> once again like the whole Will Halstead and Marcel friendship. We were told it was going to happen. That's true. Disappeared into nothingness, which. Yeah. I got it. You know what? Okay. I will say this. Look, Derek, at least when he teases something, he follows through. Yeah. <laughs> like he may be a jerk about it sometimes and he may play games. But if he says something, it happens. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I mean, most of the time. Sometimes Mm -hmm. he says something and it's plots they haven't written and they decide not to write. But most of the time when he teases something in an interview with like TV Guide or something like that, it Mm -hmm. actually happens. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So I'll give him I'll give him that credit Uh, Mm -hmm. because these other shows don't don't know how to do that. (sighs) But yeah. Uh, I mean, that's pretty much all we can say about this episode is that Anna ends up closer to the target. I know. Yeah. And it's, it's more beginning of the episode. We think, you know, for a minute, it could have been a romantic into getting to know Escana more. No, she, it, she ends up becoming like the new, new, like new old kind of person. Like new stuff <laughs> In a very dangerous situation. Yeah. Like more dangerous than trying to flirt with him (laughs) yeah it was and 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 he knows her real name and her son's name and uh, it's just it feels like it's not gonna end well no it's not gonna end well and and Voight is not putting on any breaks whatsoever like that whole episode was him like on the gas Oh, yeah, pedal to the metal 100 percent. even when anna said she wasn't like safe anymore she didn't say the safe word but you know i to a certain extent i do get she asked for help but she asked for help and so and he boy and was like you didn't say the safe you word. didn't say the same what are you for real <laughs> i'm just i'm ready for jay to take over intelligence i'm just i'm uh, ready i'm ready uh, uh, I don't have any faith that that's going to happen. To I be know, honest, but I, I still want to be hopeful. This show, hopeful. the show needs to do something about Voight, but I feel like they're they're too far invested in him. I know, and it really drives me crazy because I need them to admit that he doesn't work in context of the show that they need to be writing. I know, and they're not going to do that. <laughs> they're not they're not going to do that i think we're going to be stuck with void for a while as much as i'd like to say this season is going to end with him i don't know sacrificing himself for the unit i mm-hmm. realistically i i don't i don't think that's going to happen i can have a wish list and for white to be gone it's, in the, it's pretty high up on it i'm still going to be hopeful about it even though like do i believe I, it no but i i want to be hopeful about i think it. to get that satisfaction you're going to have to read some alternate universe fanfic yeah yeah that's what i think (laughs) yeah Uh, yeah Uh, one because i don't think the writers have a grasp of what this show needs to be (laughs) i I don't i I think i don't think they know no and i don't think they're open to criticism i think they they are writing the show the way they want to write a show and they don't care Mm -hmm. if people like it or hate it (laughs) Mm -hmm. as long as it gets the ratings why are they going to change i mean that's the bottom line if it's if it's 
making the ratings they're not going to do anything about it the only reason they do something about it is if the ratings drop dramatically Mm -hmm. and that's not going to happen also just like this i don't want to end on a even more so i don't feel like the lack of kevin i mean we still got some little bits of kevin but not really even like the last episode here's the other thing about the dueling ships on this show because Mm -hmm. you have like upset and burzik kevin gets lost Mm -hmm. And I hate that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I hate it so much. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I, <laughs> he gets like two episodes a season, whereas all the other characters get multiple episodes mm-hmm. a season because they're a part of ships. Mm-hmm. And I, it dri- mm-hmm. that drives me crazy. I agree. Can, can we give LaRoyce more to do, please? I mean, I'm, I, that's all I want. I, yeah. And that's another thing that I, fans have been asking for that for years and have they listened? Nope. So I'm saying I don't think they're going to change anything about the way they're doing the show. They've had multiple opportunities. And they've changed in the tiniest of ways. Tiniest. Like what happened to all the reform stuff from last season? It went bye-bye. It's like it never happened, right? Mm-hmm. we had one season where that was the hot topic and mm-hmm. that's it well to end on that sad note <laughs> sorry that's this show is like my hour of stress and disappointment that's that, pd that's that, that's a, that's also a fair description of pd yeah so our discussion is probably a lot of stress and disappointment yeah. as well yeah yeah but, this has been yeah. your pessimistic minutes with logan and kim mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep that's accurate that's accurate uh... <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> oh, i'm sorry i wanted it to end on a happier note but i got nothing there's no happier note no nope. what happier note it's pd <laughs> very true very very true <laughs> Maybe we should start talking about these shows in reverse order. <laughs> Bad idea. I, so I, that still might not work out well with the storylines for men the rest of the season. Oh, so that's know. true too. <laughs> so one Chicago, what is happening? <laughs> I don't know, ma'am. I really don't know. The season started so strong. Yeah, what is man. what? <laughs> yep lord oh yeah like i said happy fun times <laughs> mm-hmm. um so the shows come back april 6th Woo. so just just a week out from this upcoming wednesday so it's not, yes. not super We're long not that time. far from it no. now no. um so that'll be good and hopefully this has given them some time to like build up a little bit some- yeah get ahead mm-hmm. of filming yep <laughs> Because when they went to hiatus, they were only like two episodes ahead mm-hmm. of air, which is mm-hmm. not good. No. Uh, so hopefully this has given them some time to, to get a little ahead of it so we don't have to have another break. Mm-hmm. That's my hope. <laughs> um, yeah. So hopefully we won't have any more hiatuses. Cross your fingers. For the cross your fingers. Mm-hmm. As long as there are no further delays on filming, mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. Uh, we should be good to go. So mm-hmm. this is this is 
hopefully our our I'm crossing my fingers you mm-hmm. guys can't see this our our last hiatus of the season before we get to the final stretch mm-hmm. um I'm so excited because these next few episodes are going to be where we the finales really start to take shape and we see mm-hmm. where everything is leading mm-hmm. um because we haven't we're not quite there yet with the shows no quite you know like these next few episodes will build mm-hmm. uh, and mm-hmm. we'll start to to put the pieces together as for where we're headed mm-hmm. um so I'm pumped I'm mm-hmm. so excited mm-hmm. where this is going to be well uh, <laughs> hopefully I stay pumped let's let's mm-hmm. put it that way <laughs> um, um, yeah yeah I think I will for fire <laughs> yeah I mean I'm, I'm still gonna be hopeful about Chicago Med and PD's PD and whatever. it depends on what they do with with Asher on mm-hmm. Med for me mm-hmm. um and how this Dylan stuff Mm-hmm. goes um everything else on med i'm fine with yeah like, i mean okay with the at the very least <laughs> so you know depending on how that shakes out and then mm-hmm. fire i really don't know where the finale is headed because yeah. and but the show is is making good decisions mm-hmm. so as long as they keep that up yeah. i'm fine yeah. PD is the one that I'm very concerned about. Yeah. I feel like the finale is probably going to have something to do with Anna, just based on them giving her a whole episode. Yep. That's, I feel like that's going to be important. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But as far as what everybody else will do, mm-hmm. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I really don't know. Yeah. So uh, we should have some exciting episodes coming up. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking forward to seeing how everything shakes out. Me too. Me too. Oh, and before Herman kicks us out, I do want to, because I've been, uh, I'm trying to be better at tweeting, but I do want to mention it here because it's worth a mention on our podcast is that we want to thank each and every one of you who have decided to follow us on Twitter because we, it's, we honestly, followers, like follower counts don't matter, but that we appreciate and love you guys enough that you guys have got us to over a thousand followers that you know it just it deserves a mention because thank you for wanting to yeah to logan and i talking and me tweeting on wednesdays and it's just it's just it's just a very lovely and nice thing because you know it's we love the shows and for you guys to love that we love the show so much it just means a lot and it feels like we this big hug from the fandom and so we just i I wanted to mention it (laughs) yeah i I mean i know we talk a lot about how this fandom gets kind of crazy but Mm -hmm. um overall it's been very welcoming to us Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) and the fandom didn't have to be because it's not like we're filling a new space there are other podcasts out there that Mm -hmm. that do what we do so the fact that you know people on twitter people that listen people on all the socials have been so kind to us people on other podcasts have mm-hmm. been welcoming and nice and, and embraced us mm-hmm. um and and supported us through like our hiatus mm-hmm. that we took um earlier in the year you know um mm-hmm. thank you that means so much to us mm-hmm. um the excitement that we had when we posted our first episode back from everybody it was just mm-hmm. such nice vibes Mm-hmm. um good vibes for us and and really mm-hmm. grateful um mm-hmm. for everything so yeah mm-hmm. i i agree that definitely deserves a shout out for sure mm-hmm. so it's getting a little late on our set even though it really isn't that late but i said <laughs> dinner 
And so I'm going to. Oh, really yeah, you definitely need to do yeah. that. <laughs> I need to go do that. And so Herman is kind of kicking us out metaphorically. Yes. Yeah. Last call. Last call. We got to go. Uh huh. Okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. But oh, we will be back soon discussing more episodes because mm-hmm. hiatus ends very woo. soon. Woo. So excited. Woo. Woo. Ah. Yeah. So. Bye, Logan. Bye.